0: Hi, welcome to Drill Podcast with Dr. Brady. I'm your host, Dr. Brady Smith. Uh, We got an interesting episode for you today. This is going to be informative if you like uh, the topic of insurance. We're not just going to be talking about uh, dental insurance, although that will be a topic today. We're also going to be talking about all kinds of different insurances that most dentists have. Actually, most people have. There's some extra ones that dentists have we're going to talk about today. Uh, I am joined with an old buddy uh we knew each other from uh uh probably 10 years ago uh, we uh lived both lived in colorado springs his name is adam stofi and he's a financial advisor uh, he became a financial advisor in 2012 and he started adam stofi financial in 2013. he is a five-time qualifier for a million dollar roundtable which is a financial industry award for the top 10 percent of producers currently operates mostly in the personal financial planning space, helping people with anything from active portfolio management, business exit strategies, insurance planning, and financial modeling. Uh, he's married to his wife, Tammy. They have four kids. Uh, Adam Stofi, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: It's, uh, yeah, this is an interesting topic, uh, and you have an interesting expertise and, and view on this that that most people don't have. Uh, Adam is not a dentist, obviously. I'm he, not. He's not. But you, but you work with a lot of dentists, right?
1: I mean, my, my client base at this point is about, I think it's 70% dental. Um, 70%. Oh, wow. It's it's a lot. Um, I mean, we try to, we try to just operate in our own little playpen. Right. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, trust and integrity that can be built by getting referred from one friend to another. Right. Sure. And, uh, so, I mean, that, that really, really helps, um, I mean, yeah, just a lot of dentists, but, you know, a lot of other, uh, we have 70% dentists and the 30% mix and match, right? Uh, yeah. People who care about their families, as it were, <laughs> people with heartbeats. Yeah. So, um,
0: And with some money to, to try to, people who are trying to put away money, trying to save for right. retirement, trying to plan ahead, which, uh, your, your business is not, uh, that's kind of who, who you're trying to, uh deliver your services to is anyone who's just interested in in that aspect of life, correct?
1: I mean, we're, yeah, we want to help people, you know, if, if they have 401Ks, we want to help them better consolidate those accounts and save money on fees. Um, you know, one of the biggest pieces of financial planning that's not talked about just between people is going to be um, basic insurance planning, you know, having good life insurance, um, disability insurance, I mean, not just for, I mean, doctors buy a lot of disability insurance, but the common person Maybe not anymore, um, and that's a big time oversight because you know things can go wrong. You can get sick, and, and you could not be able to work a forty hour, well, sixty for some of us, yes. sixty hour work week. So, um, you know that's uh, that's something we try to help bring people's attention to because they're definitely everyone thinks they're Superman in that respect. But
0: well, and I'll tell you this: in the, I mean, definitely as a dentist. So for those who don't know, disability insurance is like for a dentist we use our hands if i were to have some accident and my hand got chopped off i couldn't be a dentist anymore i i would have I, to right what
1: were you well, I love it when dentists say my hand gets chopped off cuz that's so absurd that it, it is absurd yeah it's absurd right what i would like to point out is that if you were to compound fracture your dominant hand you're done for a long time
0: right yeah
1: like no it's just, true you fall down playing football on thanksgiving Mm -hmm. Uh, Skiing, right? If if your if your bone pops out of your skin, you're not practicing dentistry for three to six months.
0: Uh, Right. No, and that's and that's uh, devastating. Devastating.
1: Lengthy physical therapy. Uh, We had a claim one time. I love talking about insurance, by the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, We had a claim one time with. (laughs) That's what you're doing here, so that's a good thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You better like it. We had a a claim one time where a dentist grabbed onto the gutter as, as he kind of fell off his roof, taken down. Uh, Christmas lights dislocated his shoulder
0: Um,
1: and that and that set him back I mean I think it was six months before he was allowed to practice again just medically cleared to practice Jeez. right because he had to do a lot of physical therapy and whatnot Um, and I didn't understand when I first started in the business I'm like why do these doctors buy disability insurance because it's way more expensive for doctors than it is for a guy who works at a computer right but then I started paying attention when my kids went to the dentist and just seeing what you guys do with your hands and how precariously positioned sometimes you can be and the precision you have to work with. Um, yeah, that, that might be kind of important. Once I, once I saw it in action and thought about it in that light.
0: You so. know, I'll tell you this. Uh, here I am uh, tooting my own horn, but a lot of people don't know how hard dentistry is on the body. and uh no. You work an eight-hour day, and people don't think dentistry is a physical job. It doesn't. It doesn't strike people as a physical job. But I tell you, I I'm six foot four, so I'm a tall guy. <laughs> and uh, uh, I very shortly into my career uh, heard some stories and talked to some people, and I was like, I've got to have a good disability insurance plan. And so I quickly got on one. And I've actually been ramping it up as well because, as I've gotten older, I'm 38 now. Um, I was 28 when I started, but uh, yeah, I got upper back, lower neck issues. Uh, definitely starting to feel that, and I could see, uh, you know, to the point where like I'll wake up one day and I can't turn all the way to the right, and right. and I'm 38 years old, and I'm supposed to work, gosh, at least another 20 years. Doing this And so. uh, you know I, I just want to make sure that it <laughs> So anyway we get these disability insurance plans Where if, if something happens and you're unable To perform your profession right. uh, That it's, you have And
1: it's not just It's not just for the absurd situations Where oh I'm going to chop my hand off it, it, It's more of There's a lot of strength in these disability policies Where you have to work at a diminished capacity Right where the doctor right. says mm-hmm. You're only working 20 hours a week dude like, if you work more than 20 hours a week, you could do irreparable damage to your body, right? Sure. Like, that's, and disability insurance should pay you for your time lost. So, yeah, you know, I mean, because anybody working halftime is going to take a 50% pay cut. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway.
0: Now, uh, I'll tell you this. So, so we're going to talk about disability insurance. We're going to talk about some other insurances, too. But disability is an interesting one because a lot of dentists don't have it. You don't, you're not required to have it. There's there's no rule that says you have to have it. Um, But dentistry is a very interesting profession where that most dentists, if they can't be a dentist, they cannot easily find another profession that pays them what they were making. And we also come out of school with a lot of debt. We have a lot of earning potential. uh, And so we can buy houses easily. We can acquire debt super easy. Banks love to give us money. And Because uh, we typically Have the ability To, to pay it off and, and don't default Very often uh, So You can well, be Well uh, What I Go ahead oh, I'm sorry to
1: catch up No nope, go ahead I, When I compare disability and I, I This is the example I use all the time um, You know Because everyone thinks They're invincible I'm invincible Even though My medical history Is way thick <laughs> uh, I still think I'm invincible Yeah But You know I, I, I say To the people I'm talking to Right And um, because as, a, as an insurance, when, you know, when I'm talking about insurance, I'm acting as an insurance agent. And I really don't like that label um, because I want to think the insurances we provide are more sophisticated, right, and more romantic than that, I suppose. Okay. But you know, when I'm talking about disability insurance, I say, you know, imagine for a second that you've got a golden ATM sitting in your living room. And all you got to do is the first of the month you go into the living room and you pick up your monthly paycheck. Right? Okay. If this ATM was really sitting in your living room, I bet you would make sure you had a special insurance policy for that thing. Right? Sure. You wouldn't just trust your homeowner's insurance to cover it in case someone broke it or the kid spilled juice on it or someone stole it. Right? I mean, it's. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, uh, it would probably be one of the, your most precious possessions. And well, guess what? That's your ability to earn income. Right? Except instead of a golden ATM, you go out the door every morning and you perform what you've been trained to do. So if that gets taken away from you, that's going to be a big problem because you're really counting on that money.
0: No, so. we really, yeah, really, really, really do. And uh, you get yourself into a, an income-to-debt ratio uh, that you can handle. Like a lot of us can handle their income-to-debt ratio, but the debt is so high that the income has to match that. And all of a sudden, if the income's taken away, the debt does not go away. So that's where disability comes in and helps you in those types of situations. Right. Uh, yeah, and as time goes by, oh, man. I just get more and more achy, and all I do is think, <laughs> I gotta buy another plan. I need another one. Um, I hear yoga helps. Oh, I, I need to do something. <laughs> I need to do something for sure. Yoga yeah. might help. I should do something like yeah. that. Do you do yoga? No, I don't. Oh, you were I just should. saying. <laughs> I heard from a friend <laughs> that's pretty good, but I don't know. word
1: on the street is yoga
0: helps. <laughs> that's the word. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, disability insurance. I have a weird plan that gives me. Uh, uh, a fifty percent premium uh, reimbursement every five years. You heard of these things? Yeah, they—they're uh, such a good plan that
1: they stopped selling them because they were too good. So I would hang on to that with your dear life.
0: Oh, really? Because I'm in yeah. year—I'm in year ten right now of my of Hold my on. of you, my plan. So after after five years, so you put—I don't know—disability insurance. Like, I'll tell you what my costs are. I think my cost for that initial plan was like. Uh, four hundred and fifty bucks a month, or something like that, or five hundred something like i don 't know the exact exact amount, but if i don 't file a claim, then my insurance company gives me back fifty percent in a in, in a i think it 's a tax free check that I get every five years, so five years of paying that four hundred and fifty a month now I get what it be two hundred twenty five times sixty back every five years so i 'm really excited because awesome. I know now I'm in my tenth year. I'm going to get my second reimbursement check, which I'm super. It hasn't happened yet. Actually, I should call my guy because it's uh, it's definitely overdue. Now that I talk, now that oh, I'm thinking I, about it.
1: Yeah, so those are so those checks are tax free, uh, because it's basically returning the money that you paid in that you already paid taxes on.
0: Yes. So
1: don't think that's some kind of racket. That oh, the insurance guy said it was tax free, but if you really know, no, that that's really tax free. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, and for um, yeah, I would encourage you to hang on to that one. They're so good that they put MetLife out of business. So uh, really? MetLife no longer sells. Yeah, MetLife no longer sells disability insurance, and that was the main culprit.
0: Well, so that I policy. always thought that they must. I mean, it's a higher than normal premium, right? And and so I, they must have been banking on on uh, on just it, getting all that money from the premiums. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, anyways, every stats, five years I get a check. What? I get a check in the mail every five years, and it's only happened once. No, but- yeah. They're,
1: they're good for it I mean they will pay it that's their contractual obligation to pay it yes um, unfortunately for anybody who doesn't have it you can't go get what you what, what you have Well, that's
0: and they can't so. take it away from me right like I'm grandfathered in nope uh, they can't my, take it away from me it's no. mine <laughs> okay
1: you're that's, so happy you're so happy right now <laughs> well
0: yeah now, now that I know that my plan's <laughs> even more rare I got a I yeah. got a rare yeah. a rare disability plan that I'm pretty proud of so yeah you
1: should you should be
0: I should be yeah that's uh, right Okay, so uh, want, do you want to go in? Let's go into dental insurance a little bit because this is what yeah. patients have. Patients get dental insurance, and dental insurance mm-hmm. acts uh, uh, different than medical insurance. Let's start with that. And mm-hmm. do you guys sell dental insurance?
1: No, no, we don't sell it. But right. You know, part of being an advisor is understanding a lot of the intricacies of what people have in their life. Right. Like I don't write loans, but I know a lot about loans. Right. I don't write mortgages, but I give advice to people every day on how to get a good mortgage, right? Yes. The lies their mortgage broker are telling them, right? That, that's a big topic, right? Okay. Um, so, I mean, we we I we, we have to study those kind of things because we are considered financial advisors, right, which means we have to know everything in the spectrum from debt, cash equivalents, all the way up to extremely speculative investments like crypto and things like that. So we, we're, we're, you know, we're bonded and insured for what yeah. we say,
0: to crypto be isn't spe- crypto isn't speculative. It's it's definitely guaranteed. Just wanted to, I just it's had cur- to correct you on that one point. Crypto is guaranteed by Bitcoin. Right. By Bitcoin. It's,
1: it's, yes, by Bitcoin <laughs> and the cannabis industry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> those two things. You just invest now yes, and you'll be. Those two
1: things, they, they're, they're all they're all linked together. There's no way this is going to go wrong.
0: So. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> I don't. I've never talked about Bitcoin on the show, but I am a big fan of Bitcoin, <laughs> and I have. No.
1: no and I have hey, a little bit. It's uh, I'm not I'm not saying that Bitcoin's bad. I'm just saying we're expected to know about it, right? <laughs> right. And well, like,
0: you should if you're a financial advisor.
1: Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I I hope you're not saying that I think it's bad. It's just it's considered speculative.
0: Well, it's a competitor. Right? It's a competitor uh to where people put their money, right? Right. It competes with right. where people are going to put their money somewhere. Some people buy gold, some people invest in stocks, and some it, people have uh, you know, um index funds and mutual funds and all these types of things. and And uh, Bitcoin's just another one of those things that is speculative. I know. I'm just making a joke, but it's definitely speculative.
1: No, no. And I get it. Well, yeah. I just got to be held responsible for some of the things I say sometimes, right? So. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So uh, back to dental insurance. You know, you mentioned something. Yeah. Uh, What are the lies that mortgage brokers are telling you? Uh, there are there. <laughs> you hear that one? Let's go. Let's go into what are the lies that what are the lies that people get told about dental insurance? Because uh, there are a few. There are a few that people are 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 blindsided by. Some people uh, that I run into, at least, they realize all of a sudden that they have dental problems. Uh-huh. So they go to buy some dental insurance, uh-huh. and they get their plan. And they're super excited to use it. And they come to me and they say, hey, I know we did that exam three months ago. It took me a while to get my plan, like, all activated. But I got my plan activated. I got this awesome plan. And, and now I have dental insurance, and I'm going to use it. And I say, did you know that your insurance plan has a one-year waiting period on major work? And then when they look at me with like a deer in the headlights, I say, let me explain what that means. All these root canals and crowns that you Need that you knew you needed, and that you went to go buy this plan specifically to use. I can't bill your insurance for one year. You got to pay premiums for one year before I can do that. So you're still out of pocket for one year's time. And with dental, people are in pain. So that's one big thing that that people don't know so, buying dental insurance.
1: So I think I think the critical misunderstanding in the general public is um, we 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 seem to. F- it made people feel victimized by insurance companies. Sure. Right? Yes. They, they hear the horror stories about how insurance companies don't pay, and then that's reinforced by doing things like, oh, I went and bought dental insurance. Let me go see my dentist. And the dentist says, eh, that's not covered yet, right? Yes. And it's not done in such an elegant way that they understand. That they just get upset, which is completely reasonable for them to get upset, right? Yes. It's important to understand that insurance companies. I mean, if you think back to when an insurance companies started in the 1700s, it's basically a bunch of rich guys getting together, putting their money in a pot, and whoever needs help can come get money out of the pot. Right?
0: Yes, okay. And that's
1: basically how these things started. So when you buy into a big provider um, like Humana or Delta, um, United Healthcare, I think, is the one that's the biggest in our state, um, you know, we. You, you can't just put a dollar in the pot And expect to go get a thousand.
0: Oh yeah no dental and insurance then, are oh, wise To that strategy like, like they know People are going oh, to that's one why one the minutes. waiting period exists
1: Right and so uh, I think uh, the end around on that Is if you prepay a year Right so You can come in Let's say the plan is 25 bucks a month Right yeah if you pay $300 up front and then 25 bucks A month they can backdate your Coverage
0: do they do that?
1: So that's, the, yeah, that's the end around.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's why, it makes sense. They I get all it. their mon- They're going to get a year's worth of stuff anyways. So might as well get them the money right. up front, and that's worth it because I if your, if right. your benefits, if your yearly benefits are let's say fifteen hundred bucks, then you're paying three hundred to get fifteen hundred dollar benefit, which uh, sucks not get have that three hundred eat into that benefit, but it's better than paying the whole thing out of pocket.
1: And of course, that's going to depend on the contract written by the provider, right? Not all these, all these contracts are not the exact same. That's why the pricing is different, right? That's something that's critical to understand. It's not like you have insurance company A and insurance company B offering the exact same contract, and insurance company A just decides to charge ten percent less. Yes, it's in the, it's in the fine print. There's mm-hmm. something that's missing from that policy, and I can, I've got stories about that. Um, but you know, it, what's the? There's no problem with you saying look, it's May of 2019. If I prepay to May of 2020, haven't I met my yearly? Right. right. Yeah. So depending on how the contract's written, you either say, I'm going to give you $300 today and pay you as if I had started this back in 2018. Yeah. Or I'm going to pay you, and then you still have to pay 25 bucks a month, right? So don't think you get out of that, right? Sure. Because, um, you know, and a lot of those waiting periods don't apply to Employer provided dental insurance, because the employer provided dental insurance, they, you can only opt in and opt out during open enrollment. Right. So they know they've got you locked in for twelve months. Therefore, they are more lenient with benefits paid immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they're right. going to get their
1: year. Right. Well, unless you quit or get fired, right? But that's yeah. That they're willing to take that risk. Right. Um, for the most part, they're thinking if you just came on, you're probably good for three years of premiums or something like that.
0: Yeah, the other one. There's another one that gets people real fired up when they find out about it, and it's called a missing tooth clause. Do you know what missing tooth clauses are? To
1: to, truth be told, I have never read a dental insurance contract. I just know that. I don't have
0: that kind of time on my hands. Let me tell you what a missing tooth (laughs) clause is. This is okay. Let's say you uh, are missing a tooth, and you don't Uh have insurance. Now you want to go buy an insurance plan that gives you some kind of coverage towards replacing a a tooth with a dental implant or a bridge or something. Well, if you buy that plan and you already had the missing tooth when you bought that plan, your missing tooth is a pre-existing condition on some dental insurance plans. So therefore, although the plan has dental implant benefits, you don't qualify because when you bought the plan, you were already missing the tooth. So you have to miss, you have to get the tooth removed while you're already on a plan if your plan has what's called a missing tooth clause. And that one, I mean, you start, you start talking about that to a patient, they get real upset as if you, oh, yeah. as if you made up that rule. Uh, but, man, that is, that's a rough one because they are, are very excited about getting teeth replaced. And then they're like, and it's very expensive to get teeth replaced. Right. And then they find out, I think- oh, man it's a pre-existing condition the tooth is the missing tooth is
1: right and another part that the the general public doesn't understand about the insurance and and understand this i'm part of the general public right i'm not a dentist i'm not getting any type of compensation to pacify bad insurance clauses right um i'm part of the general public so something that people don't generally understand is that there's also legal liability involved you cannot perform a procedure as a dentist when you're not covered under that legal liability umbrella that the insurance company provides, so you're all of a sudden operating outside your bounds, and that is not good. Right. So when they're like, "We'll just do it anyway," right? We'll just just pretend that or lie on an insurance form. Oh, that's a that's a slippery road right there. That yeah. That is not good. You're, you're you're asking you're asking your provider to deal with powers that he does not want to get involved with. So it's not that he well, doesn't care about you.
0: Yeah, and they audit. I've been audited by most of the yeah. insurance companies that I, I mean, they're not big deals because I don't do anything uh, sketchy. But every now right. and then, MetLife or United Healthcare or, or, or someone or Delta Dental will say, hey, we need 10 charts. We're going to look at them. And they don't, have to, they don't have to give me a reason and I have to comply. It's part of my contract okay. with them. So then it's they look it. at those charts, and they're saying, well, you're not billing properly, or you did this, or hey, oh, what's what's this? This person was missing a tooth, and you said they weren't missing a tooth, and, and now they got those benefits paid out, and because you uh-huh. were uh, uh, not truthful, uh, uh-huh. no, you don't wanna mess with that. Insurance companies can make your life very difficult if they want to, so. Oh,
1: well, yeah, and they're, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's a three-way deal between the patient, the provider, and the insurance company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and the, the faceless entity is the insurance company, so we seem to think that they're the enemy, yes, right? Yes, but at the end, but they are a third, a third party in this deal and they're an essential portion of it, yeah. So, I mean, I would encourage anybody that's having major dental problems to just call your dental insurance company, right?
0: Oh, it's so helpful. Usually when they, It is so helpful when they call, when a patient calls a dental. They can actually get further sometimes than, than the dental provider can. Right,
1: right, because they're asking, the, they're asking the insurance company, you know, what are you willing to pay for? What are you not willing to pay for? What is going And, you know, getting some of these standard clauses and provisions under your understanding yeah. makes you more powerful as a patient.
0: Yeah, so the two questions I tell patients when they're when they're looking for in dental insurance, they're in my office and they need dental insurance. They're like, well, can I just go buy a plan? I say, sure, you can go buy. Any of these companies will sell you a plan. Uh, but you need to uh, ask them this question. Is there a waiting period on any work? And two, is there, especially if you want a tooth replaced, is there a missing tooth clause? Those are the two things that right. I tell people to to uh, go to, when you're asking the questions, those are the questions to ask to get started. There's lots more questions you should ask, but those are two really good ones.
1: The four, and so uh, one thing I wanted to make sure I brought up, you know, because the people that are listening, you know, the four major uh, clauses inside dental insurance, right? There's your deductible, there's who's in and who's out of network, co-insurance, and annual max. And when you have a grip on all four of those terms, you understand you can you'll actually be a better patient because you understand what's covered right yeah you can have more trust in your provider because when he says ah we need to do this thing and you're like that's fine that's covered it's probably good for me right right you're not thinking is he trying to make extra money off this and something's really not wrong yeah as a general as part of the general public we have those thoughts sorry we do
0: yeah well, and here's the thing. Like with medical insurance, which people are a little bit more familiar with medical insurance because they use it more frequently. Uh, you usually have a deductible. Once you meet your deductible, everything's covered at 100%. You've met your deductible. With, with dental insurance, you meet your deductible, and you still don't have 100% coverage on things. So things like crowns are usually covered at 50%. Root canals are 80%. Oral surgery can be 80%. So basically, dental insurance kind of works like a coupon it's a it's a right. coupon book, and based on what you need, your dental insurance is going to give you a coupon for that procedure which is going to be fifty percent off or eighty percent off the fee that your dental insurance company decides and dictates so they dictate the fees to me as an in network provider uh, there you can go to out- of network providers I don't recommend people go to out of network providers you'll pay right. you'll pay more money uh, if you go to out- of network providers and there's less Regula- regulation uh, surrounding that, and less protection for the consumer at a at a network office. But that's a really good; those are really good terms to to bring up for sure.
1: So, when, uh, I, in preparation for this, I just went on the internet, you know, because I do. It's a good place and, to go. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I uh, searched; I searched on Nerdwall of all places, um, highly trusted source, <laughs> uh, top; they're their top-rated dental plan right for families, um, and they actually their top. One is a uh, United Healthcare Premier Elite, and so I just wanted to kind of go through that and talk about oh. you know how it's yeah, how it covers people. Yeah, um, so just this one that we I'm spot checking online, right? So you go in, there's a $50 deductible for any basic or major procedures. Now, that, that's something that's a foreign idea to the general public. There's three classes of procedures there's preventative, there's basic, and then there's major, yes, right. Uh, a plan like this, uh, United Healthcare, one I'm looking at, anything that falls under the preventative procedures category, is covered at 100, percent because they want you to, you to go in and get this work done, right? Saves and, and them,
0: anything preventative, that. they're saving money down the road,
1: right? And so this covers things like uh, X-rays and exams. It covers the cleaning. It covers fluoride, right? Which. Um, you know, sometimes I get asked from the dental chair, like, do you want fluoride today? And I'm thinking, how much is that going to cost me? But that's considered preventative, mm-hmm. so the insurance company's going to cover it. Um, you know, you can get two T-cleanings a year. You can get two exams a year. and That should all be covered as, as a preventative service. Um, yep. Outside of that, we're getting into the basic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, immediately outside that. And so on this plan I'm looking at, it says no copay for basic, uh, services within network provider. Um, so you don't pay a copay, but you do pay the $50 deductible and you pay 50%. You, you use it like a coupon, right? And you pay 50% after you use your deductible. Yes. So, and that'll cover anything from emergency care, right? So your tooth hurts, you go in, get that taken care of. That's a basic service. Um, it says basic root canals, which I'm not sure the difference between a basic and a major root canal. <laughs> uh, that's an
0: interesting... I've never right. heard that distinguishing fact. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I I'm understand... Ca-
1: I'm looking at the contract right
0: here. Root canals are typically, in my experience, considered to be major, major dental work. But maybe they, uh, for some reason, they something about it, one root canal might put it in the basic category. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't have an answer uh, for that. It says
1: composite... It says composite fillings, sedative fillings, uh, routine tooth extractions, uh, re cementing crowns, stainless steel crowns. Um, So, all those are considered basic. Yeah. And so, if you think, and so the way I read this contract, it says, to me, it says they're going to cover the preventative stuff and they're going to cover the major stuff. Basic items were the things where I'm thinking, Mm, that's where you're paying a little more for. Yeah. Because essentially how the insurance company is looking at you is they're saying, we'd like you to go in and get the preventative work done. So we're going to cover that. Yeah. And we're also going to cover anything major so it doesn't break you. Right. But anything in that middle, mm, you're going to have to pitch in.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's essentially what they're saying with this plan. Now, yeah. not all plans are designed this way, though.
0: Well, yeah. And um, they, they I mean, uh, very, many plans are designed that way um, to work that way. Uh, You know, one of the issues that I always have uh, when I get up on my soapbox about dental insurance is that, man, the benefits have not increased since about 1980. I mean, there's really, you know, uh, there's no catastrophic version of dental insurance where it's like you meet a deductible, everything is paid without limit. There's a few programs that I've come into contact with through the government, government agencies and some unions some federal employee insurance uh, is far beyond the average, but most people are not going to get more than $2,000 of benefits in any given year.
1: So, right. So when, oh, what I was going to no, say is when major, when, if you know you're due for major, it's not a terrible idea to get half of it done in December and then half of it done in January. Exactly. to over that $2,000 limit.
0: And, and a lot of people are, are uh, savvy to that. And they—that's uh, why December is is really busy.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah.
0: No. January not as much because they can do it in February too, and be just so fine. If
1: anybody hasn't thought of that—that that is a real thing. Yeah. You we get double half done before Christmas, then you get half done after Christmas.
0: hmm Yep. You double dip, and then you get double the benefit. It uses up two years of benefits. But the other thing, and I don't know if I'm uh, uh, antiquated in this statistic, but for the longest time, and this came from an article I read years ago dental insurance was uh, deemed the most underutilized insurance of all insurances up to I think 85% of potential claims of potential services and benefits go unclaimed. 85%. So of the right. total that an insurance company right. could potentially shell out they only shell out 15% of the total that they could if everybody right. cashed in on that so of their, on their insurance. So
1: well, I think because for most of us that pay for it through our employers, it's like a $5 a paycheck item.
0: Very small. Right? I mean, Very my, small amount of money.
1: My medical insurance hurts. Mm-hmm. Right? That I see that coming out of my paycheck. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, ooh, that's expensive. My dental insurance is like $5. Right? So I yeah. think my initial inclination when I see that, if I didn't know better, would be, oh, then it doesn't cover anything. How can it cover anything when I'm paying 10 bucks a month?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So then I think... Why would I? Stop? Because it, it, you know, one of the major complaints about healthcare in general is that you have no idea what you're getting charged when you show up to a place. Sure. Right. So you know, that's not. It's, that's just the healthcare industry in general. Yeah, but so dentistry, we,
0: dentistry, we can solve that problem. Uh, most oh, dentists, yeah. most dentists, some dentists don't, but I can tell you exactly what you're going to pay for. I can tell you yeah. very precisely what you're going to if you right. if you need a crown, a filling, a root canal, a, a wisdom tooth removal, a cleaning, some X-rays. I can itemize it all out and tell you this is exactly what you're going to pay. It will not be more, it will not be less. This is it.
1: And the beautiful thing about dental is that you guys don't do major or even basic procedures on the spot. You have to do an exam, you have to do that consultation and then not, typically. Yeah, can, not typically.
0: Yeah, we can, but but typically as yeah, you can. come in, we evaluate you and reschedule you for another day to do those bigger procedures.
1: Right. So you're going to know so you, if you show up and the and the doc tells you what's wrong, you're not gonna pay for it that, that day. Yeah. You can at least either A come to terms with it or B plan for it. Right? Some of us need to, you know, we're in denial for a little bit and then we need to come to terms They're like, all right, yeah. this is gonna hurt in the wallet and in my face. So
0: Yeah. But like medical procedures, if I go in and get like a, a checkup for my child at mm-hmm. a pediatrician, I don't know what I get charged until I leave and sometimes I don't get no I don't know for weeks until I get a bill. Yeah for like, oh, there was four itemized things. I thought she just shoved that tongue depressor in my kid's mouth and said things were fine. <laughs> but apparently that's, that's some kind of code for uh, some procedure that I'm not familiar with right. that, that was not covered and I owe, I owe 350 bucks and I didn't know that. And the thing is, is that I, I, it kind of boils my blood a little bit sometimes because I feel like they could be a little more forthcoming and I feel like medical professionals choose not to sometimes because it's easier to do that.
1: Hey, that's your world. That's not my world. I, yeah. uh, I know. I'm, but,
0: I'm, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I have I some experiences. I, I won't, want, I won't but... share too much because it involves a vasectomy that I got a, a while back. I don't think anyone wants to hear about my vasectomy. But uh, trying to figure out how much it was before I got it was insane. Right. Uh no. It's just like, it's a single procedure. You, just, you know what's going to happen. But they're like, well, if we don't know what's going to happen, if some kind of complication, that could cost more. And I was like, well, just shoot me a round ball figure. And they're, uh, uh, no pun intended on a round ball figure. But, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, it, I got nowhere. Hey, let's do the, let's, let's finish up with this. So a couple things. Um, as a dentist, uh, uh, we talked a little bit about how dentistry works. We talked about disability. or not yeah a disability insurance so here's a couple things i have life insurance just in case anything catastrophic happens to me a lot of my debt that i have gets transferred to my wife and if i die uh, including student loan debt she still has to Mm -hmm. manage that which is lame uh but that's that's the that's the stark reality i have malpractice go ahead
1: you refinance then with uh with an outside provider like so or something like that we actually have
0: government. done that. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So we're so not
1: that, that's uh, something to be aware of. If the government, if Sally May or the government holds your student debt and then the uh the pay the payer dies, the government needs the debt. So yeah. A lot of people don't know that but anyway.
0: Yeah. So um then there's malpractice. so there's six insurances that, uh, that I came up with real quick that I have. Like people don't understand there's so many insurances that I have to have uh, that I choose to have and have to have life insurance, I feel like I have to have that. Um, uh, malpractice insurance definitely have to have malpractice insurance, because most insurance companies like your Delta Dentals and United Healthcare, they will not allow me to be an in-network provider unless I have malpractice insurance. If I, now, most states don't require me by law to have malpractice insurance, which means if I were to, if I were to be sued, or someone found me guilty of some problem. I would be personally responsible for that. And my malpractice Brain. insurance wouldn't be. Uh, but uh, you know, because I want to use insurances, I choose to have malpractice insurance. Um, if you, some dentists there are this a lot of dentists are going this way. They're trying to become a a fee for service office, meaning they accept no insurances. And if you have any insurance, it's no good there. They are not in network or out of network. They don't accept it, and you'll pay whatever they they tell you. I have mixed feelings on that because it really limits who your patients really are and uh, what it it turns out to do is you just kind of turn your backs on on poor people uh, who need dental work the most because it's only really kind of wealthy people who are paying out of fee for service dental office uh, in my opinion. The only
1: reason I could see myself, the only reason I could see myself, and this is me speaking as part of the general public, the only way I would see myself going to fee for service if it was purely preventative and I saw find dental insurance is some type of racket where I'm not going to have need major service. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I don't even know how you would be able to predict that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to need major service and I'm not paying for everyone else's major services, so I'm just willing to pay for preventative out-of-pocket. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's the only way I could pacify that.
0: Well, and you can always, even if you have no insurance, you can still go to a den- dentist who accepts insurance. You don't have to go to a fee-for-service only dentist. But the fee-for-service only dentist, that's a hard... That's a hard row, uh, that's a hard row to hoe because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I mean, you're just, your are patient base. I don't think patients are in a situation where they understand, like, I have an insurance plan, I'm gonna go to a place that accepts my insurance because I, don't, I wanna pay less money. And that's really what drives most people's decisions. Right. Uh, okay, so we have disability insurance, that's the third one. So life, malpractice, disability, I have uh, my office equipment has to be insured. If there's a flood or a fire and all my equipment gets destroyed, I have that insured. Um, I have workers' compensation. If my if an employee, that's required by law, were to hurt themselves or uh, do something that they incurred physical uh, injury on the job, I have to have insurance that covers that. And then the last one was uh, a buy-sell agreement, which... Uh, uh, do you, do you know what a buy, sell, do you want to explain what a buy, sell agreement is? These are interesting.
1: Yeah, sure. So buy, sell. So when you buy into a partnership, um, I mean, essentially you're buying shares of a partnership, right? Yes. So let's say we have two partners, partner A, partner B, we'll call them Al and Bob. Right? Yes. Um, and, and they buy shares in this partnership or they put in work equity or whatever they have ownership in this business, that ownership is worth something and can be transferred to another party. So when owner Al decides he's too old to, pra- to practice anymore, he can sell his rights to the practice to owner Charlie, right? Yep. Um, and, and so if this thing exists, we, we come into contact with a fundamental problem. What happens if uh, owner Al dies Yep. while owning the shares, right? Well, and so this doesn't just apply to dental practices, This applies to businesses all over the place. You know, people, whether you run a restaurant or whether you're a small manufacturer or whether you, um, there, there's tons of different types of businesses out there. Yeah. You know, you expect to be bought out for your ownership, right? Especially Absolutely. if there's goods, equipment, inventory, you know, these hard assets involved. You expect to be bought out one day. That's probably a big part of your retirement plan. Mm-hmm. uh um, definitely so definitely is
0: most right. most uh, dentists yeah. their retirement plan is selling their practice
1: right so what a buy sell agreement does is it allows the remaining party right to buy out the partner al owner al right so owner al dies and we have left with owner Bob well now owner al's wife now owns 50 percent of the practice yes because by law owner owner al because he dies he doesn't just give his shares back. Right. Correct. Those go to his wife, that's property. Right. So owner Bob has to buy the property. And I don't think Al's wife is going to accept five dollars in a high five for half a dental practice. Yeah. Right. So in order to avoid the most magical word in America, a lawsuit, um, it's smart for owner Al to have a a life insurance policy where when owner Al dies, owner Bob gets a check for, let's call it a million bucks. Right. And then owner Bob can turn around and pay Al's wife the fair market value for his shares, right? Yeah. So that makes this whole situation go over a lot smoother. There's also many states where if you, you can't own a dental practice unless you are a DDS. And that's a really yeah. good law in yeah. my mind. It protects small businesses. I mean, not that your business is small, but it protects, it <laughs> protects businesses because then you can't get venture capitalists and vulture funds coming in to buy up you know uh dental practices that everything's just corporate dentistry like that's not
0: you right know, yeah it, you, that, just that's actually a very hot button fit. issue in uh the dentistry profession right now because that's that does happen in some states where you do not have to be yeah. a dentist to own dental practices so you got like you know your your bane capitals that come in and just swoop up and buy yeah. buy a hundred dental offices and and are just cranking out right. you know anyways yes it's a it's a hot button issue so, for another podcast for sure
1: and it, and it makes and it makes uh, you know it makes the guy coming out of school at 32 years old with two kids you know how am I supposed to compete with these you know the proctor and gamble of uh, <laughs> of dentistry yeah right where I've got five dental offices within two miles of the place I want to set up mm-hmm and how am I supposed to compete when, they, when they've got this, you know, the big pockets behind them? Anyway, so, I mean, that, like you said, that's a rabbit hole we can go down another time. Yeah, yeah, so that's a buy-sell uh, agreement.
0: A buy-sell agreement is essentially a life insurance policy that protects me if my partner dies, which I have partners who are equal equity owners of the practice. Should they die, I don't want to deal with a spouse. So, or get into a. is it ar-
1: nicer than that.
0: Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to. It's very difficult. It would be very difficult you, to to uh, a grieving well, spouse to then talk about money and what things are worth. Yeah. And so it's very easy if I say. A
1: nice way to say it.
0: You know, I got the insurance That's nice company has gave me the check is. for a million. Yeah. And the, well, the truth is, and correct me if I'm wrong, if the amount is a million, let's say, but my practice is worth six. The, the practice of the deceased is worth, let's say, six hundred thousand. I, as the remaining partner, do get the uh, other
1: $400,000. That is correct, right? by law.
0: By law, now, I get that amount. Uh, I, give, I have to pay the spouse or whoever inherits the practice fair market value, which I imagine is usually determined by a third party, and then any excess for the plan, I get to keep.
1: Right. And so as a, as a financial advisor, that is 100% correct. Now, um, the only way around that, for your sake, if you're the one that ends up dying, right, uh, is if you actually go get a buy-sell contract written by an attorney, right, and then the the attorney can say, okay, you pay the spouse at fair market value, which is important for tax purposes. That, that that's really important for tax purposes. Yeah. Now, what I've seen very, very common is the buy-sell agreement says something along the lines of, you're going to pay the fair market value at six hundred thousand, that can be taxed appropriately. The remainder of the life insurance proceeds is then distributed as a final paycheck K-1, right? Which gets taxed differently, right? Because we have to organize this for the IRS, right? So even though all the money came from the same place, it's getting distributed through different channels. Oh. But I can't do that, right? I can't do that as an investment advisor. I can't do that as an insurance agent. That has to be written in a contract written by someone else.
0: Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So those are the insurances that I have. That's a lot of insurances to deal with for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so you mentioned like maybe like when you're thinking about like <laughs> all the money that you're paying to the dentist, you sometimes don't realize the dentist has got a lot of, a lot of life overhead right. as well to just to, just oh, yeah. to be able to, to, to uh, produce the services. It just is very costly to produce and insure everything. And, and catastrophic things would completely uh, financially ruin A lot of dentists if they're not properly insured and uh man you just hear stories all the time of you you know what i hear i hear stories all the time of uh dentists who are six four and taller whose backs give out on them and that and that scares the heck out of me because like and now i'm living that where i'm starting to see the beginnings of those of those ailments and they're uh i'd say they're they're annoying not like you know like emergent at all but uh right but uh, it's annoying, and I, and I feel like, you know, with time, those ailments don't ever get better. They, they... I need to maybe get some CBD. I've heard good things about CBD. <laughs> start, start taking some CBD oil. Uh, if the you watch. know anything about CBD, email me. I'm, I'm a sucker, and I'll probably buy it if you tell me that it'll, it'll heal my my aches and pains.
1: One of the things I tell a lot of my clients um, is that, you know, I, I, have, I have chronic back problems. My back problems are probably way worse than uh, but I've got chronic back problems.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: No, no. it's. I mean, it only acts up every once in a while. Like Once a year, I have a really bad week. But that's the thing, right? Once a year, I have a really bad week. I'm not using my back every day. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is that I, I work in the securities business. I work in securities and insurance. I can take a Vicodin and a muscle relaxer and a Red Bull and go to work. Yes. You can't do that.
0: No, I shouldn't you, you
1: can't do that I shouldn't <laughs> you, can't, you can't do
0: that I mean, you technically I can do that I shouldn't uh-huh. And it's probably illegal And I'd be i could get in big trouble
1: Right So I, I can't, right? Like, I'm not even legally Like, I can't even drive my car I'm not supposed to drive my car If I'm taking those medications yes. But if I can stay at home I can still take a phone call And be completely aware And have a conversation like this
0: Still perform, your, perform your duties Yeah
1: Right I don't need to take the required seven days to lay down on an ice pack and a heat pack and make sure it gets better. Yeah. Right. For Until sure. So I can go back to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes 24 hours, the main, the really, you know, catastrophic pain wears off, and the Vicodin takes care of the rest. Yeah. We're good. Right. Uh, but not you. You can't no. do that. Sorry.
0: No, I can't. You're right. Oh, before I forget, uh, we need to do a secret word. So uh, we are going to. Uh, 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 I'm going to have Adam choose a secret word. And once he tells us what this word is, you need to email this word. If you're a listener and you want $500 in free dental work, uh, you need to email this word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. The first person to uh, email this word to that email address will receive $500 of free dental work for themselves, or you could gift it to someone else who needs it. So even if you don't need it yourself you can still play our little game and uh, help a friend or family member out with $500 of free dental work. Adam, do you know what word you want to choose?
1: We're just going to go with the good old classic insurance word. Let's just go deductible.
0: Deductible. That's a good one. That's a great word. That's a great <laughs> word. Okay, deductible is the hot word, guys. So uh, email Force the word email word. the word deductible to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. You can win $500 of free dental work. Uh, at our Camus Comfort Dental location. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's great. Hey, so we're going to wrap things up. Adam, thank you so much for coming. Uh, if someone would like to avail themselves of your services, why don't you tell them how you can, how they can get a hold of you?
1: Well, if my last name wasn't so tough to spell, I'd just, like, say Google my name. Um, Adam Stofey, S-T-O-F-F-E-Y, uh, financial advisor i should be at the top of the google thing we pay for that um otherwise you can email me at adam.stofi at gmail.com um and that gets routed to my my business email or send me a text at 719-232-3728
0: giving the phone number out bold choice bold choice i don't care it works yeah i can
1: uh, block i can block people if i want to It's fine. that's
0: true that's uh, yeah absolutely so um uh that's great adam i know adam from church from years ago i know him to be a very uh honest and reputable person uh highly recommend use his services if you are in the need of any of these types of insurances or financial advising he is fantastic and uh highly recommend him adam we're gonna wrap things up thanks for coming by being on the program appreciate no it and uh thanks we're gonna we're gonna say adieu until next episode, thanks for joining us on Drill Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Tell all your friends. Share our stuff. Really appreciate that. Adios.